You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the LaunchCast. 53 episodes in, we got a new overlay. Those of you watching on YouTube, do you see that new jam when I dropped the bomb? Dropped that elbow? Pretty sweet. If not, check out that overlay on YouTube on the LaunchCast channel. But before you do that, let's do this. It's the Launch Dad himself, George Andriopoulos, bringing you your favorite podcast on the planet. Leadership, business, life, growth, all of it, right now as the beat drops. Into the black hole. What is happening, everybody? George Andriopoulos back for another episode of the LaunchCast. I'm excited I'm excited because we have a new overlay on our video. Those of you that don't know what an overlay is, just just go check out the LaunchCast on YouTube.com. We don't often promote the YouTube channel because this is a podcast, and I'm I'm more worried about the audio channels and you know Apple and and Spotify and Pandora and iHeart and all those jammies. But um, these are on YouTube for you guys for those that have been on the show and want to reference that as as some marketing collateral uh the all of these episodes they are fully videoed in HD on youtube.com on, at the launchcast channel so check them out and check out our pretty new overlay and I want to say that I got the idea for doing this overlay because we are using one on my new podcast which we will probably be dropping the bomb on this week. This week, we're going to be announcing the name of the new podcast. We're going to be announcing uh, dates when we're coming out with this thing, uh, which is very, very soon, very soon. And I'm so excited. It's a totally different kind of podcast. So keep an eye out for that on my social media at Launchpad CEO um, and check it out for updates. So Today's episode, episode 209 called Pitch Perfect. Uh, This is a good one, man. And I know I say this every week, but we have a cool, cool exercise that we did for for today's episode just to shake shit up a little bit like we always do. Um, So I'll talk about that in a minute. But first, I got to promote some stuff personally. I got to promote some stuff personally. Um, At a big week this week, really, really big week. And so those of you that know, uh, you know, I am not only the, the CEO of Launchpad 516 and Media Convergence and all the subsidiary companies and all, all of that stuff that you guys already know, management consultant and, and podcaster and all around great guy, honestly, but, um, no, I am also a public speaker. And a lot of you know that I am a, a keynote speaker. I'm officially now an international keynote speaker, which is cool. Um, but more so, I am a TEDx 
speaker. On top of being a TEDx uh, organizer and executive producer uh, at TEDx Farmingdale, and and I co-produced at TEDx Deer Park Women uh, this year, which was an awesome experience. So I have three three shows under my belt for uh, organizer purposes, and a fourth one coming which is one, another one of our announcements. We got licensed for our newest TEDx Farmingdale show, October 9th, 2021 this year. But I'm also a TEDx speaker. Uh, this platform means a lot to me, this TED platform. Um, it's, a, it's a really pure platform, right? It's a, uh, it's, it's a platform that for speakers, it's really uh, a challenge for us to, to write talks for the TED brand because, you know, there's these rules, that they put into place, uh, no, no selling, no political agenda, no religious agenda, um, no bad science. And the whole thing is just about an idea worth spreading. And that's tough sometimes, you know, to, to sort of get down to the nitty gritty of just focusing on the idea and getting the idea out there. Um, but so rewarding when, when we actually get it done, um, you know, and, and I've seen that in my own talks. I've seen that in in my speakers uh, that come on my my TEDx Farmingdale stage. I've seen this in in my speakers that come through the leadership experience, my coaching platform. Um, you know, and it, it 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 really provides for such an incredible talk. And so, um, let's backtrack a little. So I had done two TEDx talks to date of my own. Uh, if you see me on YouTube on the TEDx Farmingdale stage, that's on our channel. That's just me doing opening remarks. That's not officially a TEDx talk, of course. Um, and I thought it was done with, with being a TEDx speaker just because I had moved to, uh, the, the, the production role, you know, the producer role and, and gotten sort of behind the curtain instead of in front of it, um, and, you know, I did have a goal of getting on the main TED stage, which I, I don't know if that's so much a goal anymore. Um, but I was reached out to by the organizer and curator of TEDx Derry London there, Gary Doherty, which we've had on the show here, and we talked about this a little bit. Um, and he reached out and asked me if I could do a talk on his stage. He He had become aware of me as a producer. He had become aware of me as a speaker. He checked out my stuff. He loved it. Uh, and so he reached out to me and, you know, we, we talked it up for a little bit. He, he wanted to know if there was an idea that I had been working on that I wanted to get on a stage. And it just so happened that I did. And, you know, lo and behold, um, we come out of this conversation and he invited me to Northern Ireland to speak. So of course, during COVID, I couldn't do that. Uh, I, I happened to still have my TED stage that we built for TEDx Farmingdale uh, in the office when we when we recorded uh, back in October, and so I put the thing back together and and did a a uh, TEDx Dairy London Dairy logo, and uh, here we are. Right, we uh, uh, I recorded the thing at Launchpad Five One Six, which was so much fun, and it was a virtual talk. Sent it over, um, and I got to say, I'm so proud of this. And so the idea that I've had has been centered around these uh, events that I've been producing and this whole TED thing that I've been involved in for so many years now. Um, why I had such a fascination with it, I don't really know. I think it's just such a platform that can help um, spread ideas, and that's really important to me. Those that know me know that the mission of TED is super important to me. Um, and so I put together a talk that I wanted to be my, my signature TEDx talk. Um, I wanted the one that I would be remembered for, 
um, because honestly, I'm not planning on doing another one. If something falls into my lap again and somebody asks me and I have an idea what's spreading, you know, I'd think about it, but um, it's not part of the plan right now. And so I wanted to explain to people why this thing was so important to me, this stage. I wanted to explain to people why specifically the TED and TEDx brand was important to me and that uh, why that red dot is so important in the life of a public speaker. And to do that, I wanted to tell this in an interesting story. And so um, one of my favorite TEDx talks for you that have seen it is called uh, How to Sound Smart in Your TEDx Talk. And it's by uh, Will Steven. I think he was a, a staffer for TED uh, shortly, and he was a, a writer for Saturday Night Live, and it was done at TEDx New York City, I believe. Incredible talk. He, it's it's such a quick talk, and it's um, he basically it's it's a satirical talk where he talks about the movements of a TED talk and and the ingredients of one without actually saying anything, right? Which was so so funny when he did it. Uh, to date, one of my favorite TEDx talks, and so I wanted to model it after that and give sort of the organizer's version of that talk and make it funny and satirical. Um, but really come out with a message. So the message, so the talk is called how to organize a TEDx event and reinvent public speaking. Um, now you'll see, cause I'm going to post this link in the show notes. Uh, but, but if you want to just Google it, it's just look up George Andriopoulos TEDx or TEDx London area and you'll, you'll find it. I think, uh, Ted called it how to reinvent public speaking. I'm still in talks with them to figure out why they dropped off. I don't think they like that. I used the TEDx name in my talk, but I will get them to change their minds, hopefully. Um, and so I put this talk together and I based it on something I called the TED commandments, right? Uh, it's funny. It's a dad joke. It's punny. Um, you know, but, but it's those four rules, no selling, no political agenda, no religious agenda, no bad science. I know that they're the basis for the purity of these TEDx talks. And so I, I built this whole talk around that, talked about my journey a little bit as an organizer, as a speaker, uh, did some funny shit in there, right? I, I, it's full of dad jokes. It is so cheesy and corny and you might find it hysterical. You might find it so ridiculously stupid, but it is the most George talk I've ever done because that's part of my personality, right? Those dad jokes and, and that that's part of the charisma that I try and put out there. And that's important to me. And so, um, you know, if other people aren't into it, cool, uh, that's fine. But this to me is just such a talk that represents me and my character and who I am and what I'm about, my mission, my mission. Um, and so it's out there. Like I said, Ted calls it how to reinvent public speaking. We'll see if that sticks. The actual talk, and you'll see it in the video, in the, the graphics of the video is called how to organize a TEDx event and reinvent public speaking. 12 minutes on the button. Um, the talk is doing so well right now. This talk came out Friday. Uh, it is now Sunday. I'm doing this intro, even though we recorded this episode um, earlier in the week. Um, we're two days into the release. And this thing has like 8,000 hits already and a bunch of comments. And so uh, I want this thing to destroy. I want this to get out there and and just get to so many people because it's so important for public speakers and organizers and and everybody to, to hear about this. TED is TED talks are used in, in lessons at, at colleges and high schools. And, um, you know, I want people to really understand what these talks are about and why I am so passionate about them. So uh the link is in the show notes. Please check it out. 
please, 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 I'm asking you now as a favor um, to go check out the talk. It's 12 minutes of your life. Show it some love, right? Again, the link is going to be in the show notes, but you could just Google, uh, go on YouTube and search for George Andriopoulos TEDx or TEDx Londonderry. Um, and you'll TEDx Dairy London there, I should say, sorry. Um, and you'll find it how to reinvent public speaking is what they call it. Show it some love likes, uh, uh, comments. If you feel so inclined, please share it. It's a good talk. It really is. Um, so I, I appreciate that. And, and I'm so proud this week of, of that. And, and of course we had our approval last week for TEDx Farmingdale for this year. So, uh, it's a big year coming up. A lot of cool stuff going on. So let's let's get this thing going, and I'll talk about it again next week. We'll see what kind of progress we had <coughs> on that. Um, but today's show, episode 209, this is another Clubhouse show. We're not just doing a Clubhouse segment. We're doing a whole Clubhouse episode. So I'm part of this group on Clubhouse. Um, the, the, there's a club called Network Like Crazy, but there's a, a room that I jump into every single morning, Monday through Friday. It starts at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time called Winning Entrepreneur Secrets. Uh, some amazing, amazing people um, are a part of this group, Emmanuel and Lisa and Christian and um, uh, Charlie and, and uh, so many people. I can't even remember all the names. Um, but I'm going to list these people in, in the show notes um, so that they can get their information out there. Um, but this group is a really, really interesting group where we just go in there, we chop it up every morning. Uh, us as moderators and speakers, we try and give advice, business advice and to entrepreneurs out there and more than just business advice, all kinds of advice. And so, um, these, these people are so awesome. And I had sat down with <clears throat> Emmanuel who, who started the room, I believe originally. And, uh, we had a private conversation trying to bring some value to people. I said, Hey, well, let's, let's do an episode of the LaunchCast live on this episode. I think it would be a, a, a ton of fun uh, and we could really bring some value. And then Emmanuel brought this idea because we had been talking about doing a pitch event where business owners, entrepreneurs can come and give us their business pitches, right? Uh, Shark Tank style. And we, as the moderators and speakers would give them feedback on it. And so we set up this pitch live event uh, last Tuesday in Winning Entrepreneur Secrets on Clubhouse. Um, and man, it was awesome. It was awesome. You guys will see the value that we gave out in this thing. It was just so much fun to do this. Uh, and I, I'm so appreciative of the people at Winning Entrepreneur Secrets and, and Network Like Crazy uh, and everybody on Clubhouse that jumped in to join us. So really, really fun episode. Um, you know, we're going to broadcast the whole thing today. Uh, so check it out and, and hop onto Clubhouse and uh, follow me at Launchpad CEO on Clubhouse, you know, it's the same everywhere. Um, and, and hit the subscribe button or the notifications button so you can see whenever I go live on Clubhouse and and chop it up. And we, I talk business, I talk marketing, I talk um, public speaking, I talk life, family, fatherhood, man, everything, all, all of it. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this Clubhouse segment, even though it's not a segment, uh, it's the whole show. So dive in. I hope you get some major value from this because this was a really value-filled uh, day that we did in, in that room. So enjoy. Time for the Clubhouse segment. We're going on today. Today's going to be a totally, totally different Clubhouse segment. We're going to do a full episode on this called Pitch Perfect. And we'll explain when I'm in the clubhouse room. We are actually going in the winning entrepreneur secret room. Winning entrepreneur secrets, which I am a moderator of usually. 
longer. All right, so I guess the rules are going to be simple, 30 seconds to pitch, and then the experts will chime in. Also, make sure if you're in the listeners, just raise your hand. You're not going to get accepted right away. All the speakers that are not moderators, if you want to be a moderator, let us know. But all the speakers that want to, I guess, test out their pitch, raise your hand. Just know that you will be recorded live. And uh, George, this is your show now. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys, welcome. Uh, I'm just going to go over a couple of ground rules here, and then we'll get started with it. So this is a live recording of the LaunchCast. This is my leadership podcast. We are an Apple Top 100 uh, podcast in the entrepreneurship charts. Um, We basically talk about unconventional journeys to leadership, and we do that uh, week to week in our weekly episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all the big boys, right? We do that in a way that... um, is thoughtful where we uh, sort of uh, uh, talk about our journeys, our businesses, our leadership, whatever it is that's important to us. Um, and so today we wanted to give the Winning Entrepreneur Secrets Room an opportunity to shine uh, because we have um, you know, a lot of exposure through the podcast. I wanted to give um, everybody that jumps into this room the, the opportunity to sort of pitch their business. We're doing this in sort of a pseudo Shark Tank style thing where uh, you come up here for 30 seconds to pitch the business, right? And uh, and then, uh, you know, certain moderators or speakers will be able to give you feedback uh, on your pitch and we'll move on. So 30 seconds per person. We'll let it sort of be an organic uh, thing, you know, where, where the usual moderators jump in, make, make comments. Um, so, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong here. Uh, no, no wrong answers here. Just obviously do your thing, do your best to pitch your, uh, to pitch your business to us, and we're going to provide some value as we always do. Um, again, quick note is that if you are here and you choose to speak, and I will remind everybody every so often, uh, you are being recorded live on the podcast. So if you do not want to be recorded, then please step back down to the audience um, by stepping onto the speaker stage here. You are acknowledging that you're being recorded and you're okay with that. Additionally, if you do speak, find me, follow me on Clubhouse, follow me on Instagram, send me a DM and send me your links. Send me everything you want me to share. Everybody that speaks today, we will provide your links and info in the show notes for the podcast, okay? So that's that's the setup. So welcome to the LaunchCast, guys. Welcome to Winning Entrepreneur Secrets in the LaunchCast episode of episode 209, which is called Pitch Perfect. This is one of my favorite rooms here on Clubhouse, and today's topic is pitching live. Everybody's coming up on stage. We're going to pitch, um, pitch our businesses. We'll give feedback on those pitches, and we're going to do some good stuff here. It's going to be a lot of fun today, guys. So uh, let's get it underway. Another episode. Uh, I'll let Emmanuel sort of drive uh, this part of it, bringing people on stage, and uh, let's do it. All right. Welcome. Welcome. So again, keep in mind, 30 seconds for the pitches. It's going to be exciting. And if the moderators want to try pitching as well, they're more than welcome to. Now, up first, we have uh, Diana. Go ahead. Let's hear what you got. Hello, everyone. Okay, I will start now. How often have you felt invisible in your relationships? Have you heard friends or family tell you, oh, he's just being a guy? Well, maybe there's something different. And I have found 
that many women are married to men that could be on the autism spectrum. And I have developed a uh, collection of stories that can help others shed light on that possibility. I want to know more. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Diana. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, Emmanuel. Uh, I loved... Uh, so I love the storytelling behind this for me. Let me, let me start. Uh, I love the storytelling behind this. I love the authenticity and honesty that you brought to it. Right. Um, I, I know you and I DM'd a little bit yesterday, Diane. I know there's probably a little bit of nerves here with coming up, uh, to pitch. Right. Um, so the, the first thing I'll say in my feedback is there's 30 seconds, right? And so although we want to storytell, we have to pick and choose our battles. Um, storytelling in a 30 second pitch can be like one or two quick lines uh, to sort of endear that story to you. Uh, but I want to know more about the business, about what it is, what you're offering. I don't, I don't get from that an offering, right? And I want that because because of the fact that you endeared it and you you told a story that was engaging. You left me wanting more, which is which is a good thing. Um, but in that thirty seconds, and we have to remember to be on point with that because we only have that amount of time to engage that audience. I want to know what this business is, what this service is that you're providing. That's important to me. Uh, you know, it's akin to, to like social media. Those of us that do marketing or, or are aware of our marketing um, in what we do in our businesses, we know that if somebody's scrolling down their timelines, <coughs> excuse me, um, they only have about, you, you have about two and a half seconds to capture somebody's interest you know, when they're scrolling through your, through their timelines and they see your post on there. And so it's, it's sort of the same idea here. When you look at a 30 second pitch, you have 30 seconds to engage me, educate me and, and leaving me knowledgeable on what it is that you do so that I can make a, a clear decision of whether I want to use your service or not. So anybody else have feedback? Yeah, I'd like to. Just real quick, um, Diana, that hook, that first line, that emotional connection, you drew us right in with that emotional connection in the beginning. And that is key to the pitch. And I think you you nailed that. Um, the only thing that I would add to it is what George said is uh, there might be a little bit of a lack of clarity on what do we do next? How do we respond? What is it that you're offering? And I don't know the best way for you to put that in there, but I, I just think about that. Um, how, what is your call to action? What is it that you want them to do next? I know 30 seconds is a very short period of time, but sometimes that's all you've got. So just the emotional hook followed by what, what do they need to do? What do you want them to do? Yeah, one other key point, Diana, and I, I could tell you were a little nervous, which is great, and thank you for challenging yourself. But listen to your inflection of your voice and find the commands where you want to go up or down to draw the, um, the person into the narrative. And then, and then the other point is what Troy said, the call to action. What is that call to action? How do we get that out? Look, 30 seconds is a lifetime, but it's not. So just think about the call to action as well. And you were very smooth. I thought you did it overall. I give you a 9 out of 10. Just work on the inflection and the call to action. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I think uh, like like David said, it's like how often have you felt invisible in your relationship? Use your pauses 
to really emphasize your words. It's kind of like when you're on stage, you use your movement to invite people in. But in this case, like, like David was saying, it's about the tonality of your voice, right? To invite them in because you don't have movement to do that. I think it was amazing. Uh, like, Diana, thank you so much for being vulnerable in the moment and the first person on the stage. Truly, like, outstanding. And I'd agree. You never asked us anything. So you never asked a question of us of that call to action. So I think if you tighten that up, you have got, like, wow, an amazing pitch, my girl. Awesome. I, I just wanted to add one more thing, Diana. You absolutely crushed it. Uh, again, just a call to action would I would solidify it and go for a ten out of ten. I was still I would give a nine as well. I think it was solid. Got me interested. I wanted to know more. And I think that's the biggest point of pitching. The biggest point of the, having the pitch is to get a person interested. You have thirty seconds, fifteen seconds. If you can try to minimize the words and turn it into fifteen seconds and then add another five seconds of call to action, it will be the most perfect pitch for your product. Iman out. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Diana. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, keep building. You know, I, and obviously, we're all here for you for you to reach out to if you need any advice on that on on how to build that. I know you and I have been DMing a little bit, um, but that's what that's what this room is about, right? Every. Monday morning, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to take Emmanuel's line every Monday, every Monday through Friday, 9am winning entrepreneur secrets on clubhouse. Um, so let's move on. I would like to actually, you know, since we're going to have a, a few people on here that are doing pitches, maybe for the first time, maybe they're fairly new at it. Let's take one of our moderators. Uh, let's do Lisa. Lisa, you want to give us a pitch just to, uh, you know, give, uh, uh, everybody an example of, of what a seasoned, uh, pros pitch sounds like. I can do that. All right. So this is uh, for a company that I have invested in called Belongify. Have you ever felt like you didn't really belong? When you feel like you belong, you can contribute and show up as your very best self. How can I help you? truly belong and show up in a more meaningful way and contribute like you deserve to sit at the table. That was off the top, by the way, of my head. Hey, 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 Lisa, I wish you would have led with Nancy Drew. That would have drawn a lot of attention for me. And you, you didn't have a call to action in there, but I loved your, your whole thought process around how you try to engage us into the conversation. But I would talk about the community as well. That's the one aspect that everyone needs to focus on is about the community because you want like-minded people in your community. Thank you, David, out. And I love how Emmanuel now is copying me on Emmanuel out. Thank you. Thanks, David. <laughs> you know, that's it. It, it, I struggle through true transparency for everybody it's so easy to see somebody else's shit but our own right so i appreciate that david and i do struggle because i have several different investments and so you know when do i lead with the nancy drew um and about investigating people's business and strategy versus some of the businesses that i'm involved in so i do appreciate that and 
like always, we are a work in progress, aren't we? hundred percent. You know, Emmanuel, I'd like to just spin up a pitch because because if you look at what you're talking about, winning entrepreneur secret pitching, I help entrepreneurs win at the highest level. I help them find their community. I help them find their voice. So please join my community so we together can help you find your winning pitch. David, out. Boom. Uh, I, I love that. And David, thank you. I should have asked for permission to say Iman out. I, it just first the first time I actually said it. But uh, I do want to touch up on Lisa, if I may. Now, Lisa, when you're saying when you're saying the pitch, it, it was that for in person or was it for a commercial like on uh, YouTube or Instagram? I would say that that was an in-pitch for something like on a YouTube and Instagram, not an in-person trying to get capital, trying to get somebody to buy in. Okay. Yeah. If that's the case, fantastic. I love it. I love it. It was uh, very engaging. I got goosebumps from it, but then I started thinking if it was in person, I'm not so sure. But if it's for YouTube, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah. So the last line then on, on would be that Belongify puts the me back and we in the right kind of way. Are you putting the me back and we in the right kind of way? Join Belongify today. Yeah, so what I think that people can get out of that, Lisa, and I, and I know I put you on the spot there and you picked one of your investments, uh, one of your businesses that you're involved in. And I think that's the lesson that, that the newer entrepreneurs should take away from it is that, first of all, none, none of us are – uh, uh, have this down a, a thousand percent, right? Every single situation, every moment uh, is a different way to pitch, is a different way to uh, present our businesses, depending on what community you're in when you're um, uh, when, when you're presenting it, when you're pitching it. Uh, but I think what people should take away from that is not the stuff that you might have been missing because of the fact that it was so on the spot and, and it wasn't pre-planned. It's that they should take away the voice because that's what I took away as as the the pro tip from yours. The voice, the comfortability in you giving that pitch, that's what we want to hear. We want to hear when we're hearing a pitch from another business, we want to hear that comfortability that you know your business so well and you believe in it so much and that's what i heard in your voice there you know uh in, in giving that pitch the the missing the couple of things or whatever again when you're on the spot and you're not uh prepared for it of course we're going to do that right um so that that's yeah, what i took course, away i think yeah and thank you i appreciate that but i think we're always as entrepreneurs we're always on the spot right so i think that's like it's valuable to always be on the spot and we're not always prepared so I appreciate it. I like awesome. Let's Love keep it. going. Woo-hoo. Love it. Love it. All right, Emmanuel, who's next? And, and by the way, can I just say, guys, I love the the usual clubhouse banter of Emmanuel out, David out, all that stuff. But you're going to give me an editing nightmare. So for today, let's leave the the CB talk out of it so that I can <laughs> not have to over edit this episode. All right. So I'll say I'm done speaking. All right. Up next. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. Uh, just I love you too, George. I'm not going to say it. I'm I, that that word that word's out of my vocabulary today. I'll just say silent initiated. All right. Anyhow, uh, let's uh, let's get on to the next uh, person. Up next, we have I call him Captain America, Brand X. Let's hear it from you, buddy. 
Over 60% of people give up on their New Year's goal by the time it's March. And over 70 million Americans are obese. 133 million Americans are suffering from chronic illnesses. We have over 41,000 plus gyms in the United States. We don't have an issue of education. We have an issue of inspiration. I am a health and mindset and fitness coach. I target people from body, mind, and soul, and I work on it through accountability groups and group settings, but also one-on-one coaching and an online gym platform. Facts, facts, facts. I love it. The one, one thing I'm going to add on to it, though, there is no call to action. You want to get people, if you're, if you're making a solid pitch like that, you want to also ask people to, hey, let's, let's set up a call for the next 30 minutes, and I'm going to explain how you can crush that mind, body, and soul and uh, become healthy. I think uh, what you, it was strong, strong, and strong, and the ending just needs a boost. That's, uh, that's what I think. Nine out of ten, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, I'm used to, my problem is I'm used to doing live videos in like 30 seconds or usually way longer. So I'm being sharpened here. I love it. Um, And my slogan is take the journey and train differently. Join our journey. So I'm definitely going to work on that a little bit more. But I'm usually somebody who constantly like cooks it, cooks it, cooks it and then goes. So this 30 second thing is stressful, but it's sharpened. So I love it. Thank you. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, sorry, George. Uh, what was your first stat? Uh, over 60% of people give up on their fitness goal by March. What if you said this? If I were to ask you, are you one of the 60% that give up on your fitness goal by March? Love. Bring it back. Bring it back to them. And then I wouldn't ask any, I wouldn't put any other statistics if it's in 30 seconds because that's enough to hook me to say, okay, yep, I am. Now what? I was going to add that as a person who's trying to lose weight and trying not to give up by March, um, that emotional hook at the beginning is what you need. And it's, I know that stat and I've lived that stat myself. Uh, but if you, if you make it personal to me when you're pitching me, it'll, it'll have a much better hook. As, as a person who is usually eating a double cheeseburger as I set my New Year's um, weight loss resolutions, uh, I appreciated it very much. Uh, and I think this is all a matter of um, preference, right, for, for what the pitch is. Because I think what I'm realizing as we're all doing our pitches is that um, I guess we didn't really give the setting, right? And so maybe that's a good thing. What, what setting is the pitch in? Because I was actually okay with there not being a call to action in that specific one because he was so deliberate about what it is that he does. And so if that's an in-person conversation, uh, a 30-second pitch, the the elevator pitch, um, I'm not going to do the pitchy thing like, hey, why don't you go to www.launchpad516.com for more info. Like that's that's a social media ad or that's, you know, whatever. So I was actually okay with it in that setting because you gave me such a tone um, and such a direction in terms of what you do that I wasn't needing the call to action. Like I'm all in if that's me, which that, that is me. That's the guy that's going to listen, uh, to that pitch. So I, I loved it, Brandon. I, you know, I thought that was, that was awesome. Great job. Thank you. All right. Up next, we have 
Meredith, let's hear it. Oh, I am so happy you are doing this today because I feel like this is where I can really use the work. So here I go, diving in. Are you ready? All right. You often feel like you struggle connecting with your team in meetings and or delivering effective presentations because of anxiety or because of a lack of preparation. I want to help you level up your career by giving you out-of-the-box tools to help you manage those nerves and to create meaningful experiences so you, your audience can feel inspired. So I want to connect with you so I can help you by creating your next experience that your audience will remember and leave inspired by. And I'm done. <laughs> Thanks, Meredith. So so let me, let me ask you what... Um, I don't know if I got a clear picture of what you were pitching there. Can you explain it a little further just so I can? Yes, definitely. So, so I'm a public speaking and presentation skills coach. And I, here's, I, I have been struggling with my avatar. So I'm putting that out there. So I have been so much of a generalist and I am trying to really narrow that in and um, starting to work with a business coach so that I can do exactly that. And I feel that what really, separates me out from other public speaking coaches is that I have this theater background. I have been a performer my whole entire life. So I know how to create experiences. I know how to, uh, to get people to connect in with their uh, emotional side and how to tell a compelling story. And, I'm, and I know how to also help people manage that anxiety and manage those nerves, having experienced that myself and working with people who've had to, um, you know, take beta blockers just to get their, their butts on stage. So I, I feel like I have, and I've also been coaching teams for years using improvisation as a tool for team building. So I'm pulling in from all of these places to help people. And so far, most of the people that I've worked with uh, in the past year have been uh, people in leadership roles, emerging leaders, uh, people who just need to up their game with their day-to-day -day presentations because they're not conveying their message in, in the most concrete way that they can. Uh, so I hopefully that gives you some context. Yeah, for sure. So, so I, so number one is I didn't get the public speaking coach from the pitch, um, uh, unless I just missed something, but maybe I missed something because it was, um, uh, I don't know what the best way to put it is. It was um, it was a pitch that was definitely about like visibility and being heard, but I don't like to me it didn't go into into that direction. Uh, and so this is somewhere something where you could take your own advice, you know, on on people getting on on stage and being authentic, right? I think that's that's the cool thing about it is that sometimes we get so uncomfortable in certain situations that we forget what our core business is actually pitching to other people. So I think it's important to look back at it and say, um, what would I tell myself if this, if this was me, you know, if this was, if I was my own customer um, and I wanted to be visible on that stage and I only had 30 seconds, you and I both know as, you know, public speakers and, and people that coach people in, in public speaking um, sometimes like let's, let's take the Ted platform. For example, you want to hit that sweet spot of, of a certain, uh, time limit for your talk, right? I always pitch a, a 12 yep. minute talk, right? A Ted talk is five to 18 minutes. I always say 12 minutes is that sweet spot. But for me, 
as as a keynote, um, if I write a speech, it my first draft is always going to be anywhere from like twenty five minutes to 45 minutes. And so then I have to cut it down. And the biggest challenge is being able to say the important things in those 12 minutes. And so it's the same concept here. Right. Um, so I want to hear anybody else's feedback, but I would actually welcome you to do it one more time now. Yeah. I I would actually welcome you to, to do it one more time after you hear some of this feedback for us, uh, to see what would change about it. But yeah, Christian, go ahead, bud. Amazing. Uh, look, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was, it was a bad page, but what I think you was, you need to find the clarity in your message, and your message needs to hit a chord. Uh, so your question at the beginning was a good start, but then you've moved away from the from the problem into solution. So what I, I said, my suggestion is to uh, to be if imagine you have only ten seconds, not thirty seconds. What would your message would be coming in ten second page? You need to come with a strong, which is gonna, which gonna hit that uh, chord. You need to get to generate the, the feeling. So people mm. need to need to get that uh, exactly. What are you offering? What's the problem? What's the solution? So the problem has to come with something which is very strong. So you you need to come because you have, and I think the reason you're not very clear on your pitch is because you've done so many things. And you know so many uh, in different departments, different areas of your coaching and everything you do. So if you if you find exactly what is the the story you you're trying to say, and find it, compress it into one sentence, and make uh, just uh, tell tell it yourself and tell it to somebody close to you. Say, do you feel the problem? Do you feel here? Don't don't think about solution. Just concentrate on the problem. Because when you put when you pitch it to somebody, they're gonna say, "Okay, so you got me wondered." The minute the, the person is like, you capture their attention, you have their their feelings involved. That's it. That's it. You, you don't need anything else. Because then they're gonna say, "Okay, tell me more." Yeah. W- one other thing, Meredith. More more people are afraid of public speaking than dying, and I would I would definitely come at it from that perspective. And then I read your bio, and your bio says it eloquently. I will help you harness the power of public speaking and storytelling to expand your confidence, credibility, and career. I'll help you transform your belief systems and relationships to anxiety. Bam, let's let's get you from good to great. It's all there. Just go with that. It's perfect. David? Thank you. Thank you. I was actually, okay, this is awesome. I so appreciate this. is there more? Do you want me to try to do it again? Meredith, what what yeah. about if, if you um, make yourself relatable to that individual, like the struggle, you struggle with the same shit, right? Like we all struggle. When we look at our own businesses, we all, we're emotionally connected. And so our greatest unique ability falters for us, right? Because we can't, it's so much easier looking at somebody else's. So what if you said something like, just like you, I've, struggle with creating a presentation that gets buy-in from others every time or something. And then you could say, walk away, something like uh, remembered and repeated or something along that line. Like, so then tie it in like what David said, right? About the anxiety, the fear of public speaking. But I don't know, are you a fear of public speaking expert or a presentation craft the message expert? 
yeah, I feel like I'm both. And can I be? I, I feel like I'm both. I feel like I'm really good at harness, helping people manage that belief system around uh, public speaking or standing up on stage. And I, I have created, you know, affirmation cards. I've, I've created things to help people manage that anxiety and also to help them understand that it's a journey. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You don't overcome those really uh, strong feelings of anxiety overnight, and, but that they can be managed and that you can do it and you can get up on stage and you can present and you can deliver effective meetings. It is possible. Uh, and that there are tools that I can give you in order to be able to do that. And, uh, and, and also practice. I, I often hear like, just practice, 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 and you'll feel more confident. And so many people don't know how to practice. And so I am really good at here's the steps on how to practice something. Here's how to put the content together in a really compelling way. So the audience will leave remembering your story and feeling inspired by it. And uh, so that's what I feel like I'm really good at is the crafting and then also the cheerleader. Maybe the last the last piece then is this walk away using fear. And I'm, I am literally like on the spot here, but walk away using fear as your fuel to be remembered, mm. repeated, inspired. Mm, I love that. Thank you, Lisa. Hey Meredith, just a little a uh, little tip. Maybe when you start your your presentation, you start off with, "Hi, I'm Meredith. I'm a high stake presentation coach." You know, speak specifically what you do to get a little narrower, mm. and then go into all the things you bring to the table in terms of helping people be a great presenter. Beautiful, thank you. And, and I just, I want to point out here how um uh, how amazing uh, this is for for the people the people that are coming up on stage to do the pitches this is this is tough for everybody guys um this is this is super tough and especially those of us who are like established in our businesses and and have been doing it and are like being put and are being put on the spot here to uh you know to do a pitch um it's hard to hear you know uh critique you know those of us that are are here to be students uh and to learn from others it, it's it's amazing it's an amazing benefit but it, it is hard to be critiqued and and take this feedback on something that you've been doing for so long so i want to give kudos to everybody that is uh sitting here and and taking that role as a student for for a couple of minutes to to learn uh, from others, you know, something that we should all do uh, once in a while to better ourselves. So thank you, Meredith, for for doing that. And, uh, you know, we, we put a lot out there. So let's do it one more time. Let's do something different. Let's uh, let's throw us the 30 second pitch one more time. And let's see what uh, what stuck to the wall that we threw out there. Could could I just say something to quickly to Meredith? Um, I just had a thought. Um, my question for you is, why do you do it? I would love to hear that, like in a soundbite in your pitch, is why, what made you, like, was it your own fear? Was it your own anxiety? And if I, if I missed you, you know, commenting that, I'm sorry, I was a little bit late. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Violet. Yep. I just want to throw out there before Meredith answers. Uh, guys, let's please keep it to the moderators uh, are giving feedback on the, um, uh, on the talks and everybody who that's being brought up 
to be in line to pitch, just kind of hang out until it's time to pitch. I appreciate the question, Violet. I just want to, for the sake of time, because we have to manage time here, uh, to throw that out there. So go ahead, Meredith. Uh, 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 the why, I, I having worked with teams doing the improv training, uh, I just noticed that there's a disconnect of about the, uh, with connecting emotionally to the content and to their own personal lives. And I just got super excited and uh, impassioned about uh, working with non-theater people, non-performers, on how to just really help them own the stage and own the space and own their content. And I, I got great joy out of the aha moment. Uh, when working with business professionals in that way. So that's, that's why. And I, I absolutely just, I, I love digging in uh, and, and working with people so that it can be their most authentic self. Um, so I, I, I feel, I'm a, I'll be honest, in full disclosure, I'm feeling a little nervous about doing this, this pitch, but I'm going to just, I'm going to freaking throw it out there. Um, so I want, here I go. Um, I believe strongly that I can help you turn the fear that you have for standing in front of an audience or in, in front of any audience into to fuel. I want to help you manage the feelings that you have, the anxiety, the nerves that you have. And I want you to be able to see. I'm. I, I feel like I'm. I'm an improviser, but I'm really sucking at this right now. Um, Meredith, Meredith, hang <laughs> on Meredith, one take a breath. You are an amazing. <laughs> Meredith, you're an amazing, incredible person. You are very eloquent. I've seen you in a lot of rooms. You can do this. You can nail this. You you're perfect. Think about your hook. What is it that'll get somebody liking you, and then just go from there. Let it flow. Plus Can she's, she's a, tip? she's a public speaker. So let's, let's give her some applause guy. Let's flash those mics for her to get her going. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Meredith, I just wanted to chime in. One thing that I notice right now. Yeah. I'm doing this right now. I am uh, making sure that it is seen. I am talking a lot about myself and what I want. Try to focus. I'm not saying that in any form of disrespect, by all no, means. I know. You know? Uh, I always say no one gives a shit about anyone unless yeah. they, they, want their, they want their problem solved. By you talking about yourself, you're not solving their problems. You have to ask them to ask you for help. You want to, your pitch to be so solid so to the point where they're begging you like, hey, I need you to help me conquer the fear of being on stage. I need you, Meredith, to do this for me. That's what you want in your pitch. One, one thing that I, I recognize that can be unbelievable for you, Meredith, that I think would be a home run, start out nervous. Start out nervous with your pitch and fumble just a little bit and then bring the confidence in and shine and tell them that you're the beacon of hope, that you're going to teach them how to. You, you, like, and tell them how much pleasure you get. You get more out of it than they do because mm. you want to watch them on stage. But I would start out with a little nervous tension in your opening pitch because 
if you're going to help me create confidence, show me that you have a little fear as well. Because that goes a long way. And, mm-hmm. and, and fear sells, by the way, majorly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, I feel, I feel right now, I'll be honest, I, I, I wanted, I'll, I'll, I'll give one more shot at it because there's so many people on the stage that I want to have an opportunity. Um, so I, I'm just going to say, I, uh, do you? Hey, Mer- Meredith, yeah. are you standing or sitting? I am standing. I am standing okay, and awesome. pacing, and I'm also um, helping my daughter with remote learning all at the same time while talking to you. Yeah. So, Mer- uh, Meredith, just, just do one thing. Yeah. Stand tall, believe in yourself, and let's yeah. rock this pitch. You got this. Thank you. Thank you. Do you feel scared to get up on stage? Do you, do you, do you feel that, that anxiety happen and the, the sweaty armpits and those things that happen before you, you're about to get on stage? Do you feel that before you get into a meeting? Do you feel underprepared? Does your, do you feel short of breath? I can help you with that. Been there. I can help you achieve the goals that you need to achieve. I can help you take the space that you need to take to drive your message home and to inspire your audience. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Let's uh, thank, first of all, thank you, Meredith, for, for all of that time. That was incredible. I know how, how tough that is. Um, you know, to, to do. And it's, it's out of the element, even though it's in your element. Right. So that, that, I think that's what adds to the, uh, the anxiety there and, and doing it right. That thought of like, well, I do yeah. this, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I completely get that. So, so thank you. Let's move on. Um, I, I, I think, you. I think it would be cool if we do like a couple of, uh, people from the audience and then maybe one of the mods, I would even love to go too, And cause I want to get critiqued by you guys, but, uh, Emmanuel, who do we have next? Up next, we got Rory in the house. So let's hear Rory. Send us your pitch. 30 seconds. No more. Hello, Rory. Are you a digital nomad? Do you enjoy the pace of life and freedom and the paradise that now presents itself in COVID? Or do you reflect back to times of busyness with concrete stumbles? Well, in Barbados, I am now launching a podcast which invites you to become a remote worker right here, right now. How does that make you feel? Podcast is live today. Tune in and we get the streaming out to you. Glory out. Okay, uh, first things first, uh, Rory, you want to add some excitement. I mean, I'm a digital nomad myself, right? So I, I understand the whole stuff. But so you, you want to be asking people with excitement, right? You got to get that tonality right. The, it was very, a bit monotoned over there, man. I'm being very honest with you, right? I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. But you want to get people, you want to get people to understand the excitement. So imagine yourself on a beach anytime, anywhere, any place you want to be. Do you like that life? Let's get you started. I have a course coming up. You know, you want something like along those lines. Uh, and you want to get the excitement. You want them to feel the excitement. You want them to feel the party. Because essentially being a digital nomad 
is being at a party. You go to a beach, you wake up at any beach you desire because your business is online, right? And you want them to feel that ocean, to feel that those waves, to feel the ability to pick up their bags and travel anywhere at any time at any given moment. Uh, that's what I would suggest. We're definitely work on the tonality and uh, try to stay away from the amount of breaks. I know I'm being savage as hell right now, but I love what you're doing. I love what you're what you're saying. You fix that up a bit and try to put it, aim for 15 seconds. If you can deliver in 15 seconds, you're going to sell. That's all I got to say. Yeah, and I want to add to that. I agree with everything Emmanuel said. Um, you know, uh, that voice has to be strong, right, when we're pitching our product. There, there has to be a confidence there. There has to be an excitement there because your audience is going to sort of absorb that. Think of your audience as, you know, a, an empathic crowd, right, that can sort of take your energy and absorb it. Uh, so that's huge what Emmanuel just said. And I know as as the guy who moderates this room every day, he brings an energy and we, any of us that have to pick up the slack every once in a while when Emmanuel uh, is busy to, to moderate the room, we know how hard it is to bring the energy that he brings to this room, right? And so it's a different room when he moderates versus uh, the rest of us moderated because he brings this, sur- this sort of positive energy, this... Um, attitude about being passionate about your business and that comes off in just the way he speaks so that's super important what he said the other thing is and i know this is stupid and silly and i'm nitpicky but man when you are pitching somebody when you are when you have any platform any stage that you are going to get on whether it's clubhouse whether it's an actual stage whether you were in a room full of investors um whatever it is you have to give yourself the opportunity to be heard. And I mean that very granularly by being heard. We are in a, a, a pivot year. We're in a COVID year where everything's happening digitally. And so um, t- if I'm being honest, you sounded like you're talking through a tin can or a cardboard tube. Like all I got, at, I think you said podcast. Um, I think there were some other words. I didn't hear most of them because, you know, the connection is really, really bad. You know, and so I know this is nitpicky, but man, if you're on a platform to pitch people and you're in a room of 50, 100 people, you got to give your, you got to get on, on a headset. You got to not be on speaker, whatever the case is, because I, I didn't hear the pitch. Uh, You know, I heard like 10% of the pitch maybe because the connection is bad. And that's something to really, really think about. Although it's, it's nitpicky, you have to give yourself the best opportunity to be heard no matter what the stage is. And that includes making sure that your tech is on point. Um, do you want me to just jump in very quickly? I actually have to go literally. The podcast is actually about to be recorded as in this is my first day of doing it. Uh, I appreciate the tone and energy points. And do you want me to just very quickly go and retry it? I've taken off the headphones now. Um, and my God, I have, no, I have no shortage of energy. Do you want me to just go again quickly? Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of want to hear from, I, I totally get that there was a, a, a headphone glitch or whatever, but we, we have to, you know, be cognizant of time. I want to hear from a few of the other moderators uh, and then get your feedback and we'll move on. So anybody else want to want to add something? All right. Great. So uh, thanks, Rory. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure we'll do something like this again. We'll be able to uh, to get a, <coughs> a better understanding of, of what it is that you do. Yeah, uh, I'll come back to you anyway. I haven't. I have to go to a podcast anyway, so that's perfect timing. Thanks very thank much. Thank you, buddy. Everyone, and I really appreciate the feedback. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it.
great. Emmanuel, who's up next, buddy? Up next, we got David in the house. Uh, David uh, Restiano. Let's hear it, buddy. Hello, guys. Uh, please pull to refresh before we start so you can see a, a new image on my profile, if you would. And I'll begin. Did you wake up sore today? Did you shower this morning? Well, what if I told you that you could turn every one of those showers into a recovery session just by switching your soap? Sore Soap is a patented, one-of-a-kind physical therapy mobility tool that we created out of ultra-hard analgesic soap. You can treat yourself in the comfort of your own home shower whenever you want. I'm an ex-professional soccer player, and I still compete with young, young athletes, and I needed a little bit of a leg up to recover, so I invented one. DM me on Instagram if you want to learn more, and uh, that's Source Soap. Okay, I have a question. Does it work for the back? Like, uh, yes. Uh, okay, I'm DMing you. I want one of those. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm sold. Ten out of ten, right here. Yeah. Ten out of ten. Thank you. I agree. Um, I agree. Awesome job, man. And and first of all, what a use of the platform, right? To real quick change out that profile picture and ask us to refresh our pages. Um, uh, 10 out of 10, man. That was, that was on point. Um, you gave us everything we needed. You were engaging. Audio was good. We had the imagery when we, we didn't even think we would have that here, but you came up with that and, and you gave us a call to action. So uh, guys, I, I don't think you can really get much better than that feedback from anybody else. I got nothing. Well, it works, guys. And if you'd like to learn more, you should uh, connect with me on Instagram. And on our Instagram page, you can find out a lot more pertinent information and granular information about specific ways to treat conditions, whether it's TMJ or shin splints or low back pain. There's an application for every part of your body. I think maybe that's it because maybe that would be the only thing and you actually answered your own own is that Emmanuel – instantly wanted to know what part of my of his body sure. and then you identified after the pitch what parts of the body so maybe you include a few of those parts so that we automatically know and we don't have to ask we just Didn't, go and buy only had 30 seconds lisa i wanted to make sure i got those big touch points in and i wanted to suck you guys in and get you uh interested and intrigued you got me interested i'm actually on yep. the website sending it to my fiance making sure we we're making a purchase <laughs> That's how old I am. Listen, the low back, Emmanuel, if, if you, you, there's two points on, on the bottom of the tool, and there are two like, pressure points. If you look at the picture, you can take that and run it along your spinal channel and then go left and right and, and up and down on those sheath muscles on your lower back if you're sitting all day at a desk. It works on your hip. But listen, just connect with me. It works everywhere. We, we're using it with over 400 professional athletes right now. Um, we're getting great feedback, but we're starting to pivot into the wellness space getting it in the hands of moms, dads, Amazon workers, deli workers, just normal people who don't have access to physical therapy care every day, don't have access to a training room. It's an easy, affordable way to really take some ownership over your soft tissue health and make yourself feel better doing everything you need to do in the course of a day. So it's, it's a fun little side project that's turned into a big business for me, and uh, I'm enjoying every step of the way. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you, David. If anybody else uh, has any feedback... Speak now or forever hold your peace. Otherwise, we'll move on. <laughs> Thank you, guys. 
Awesome. Uh, let's do a, a, a quick roundup here for those that are new to the room. We are in Winning Entrepreneur Secrets right now, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. That's Emmanuel's line, but I stole it for the show. Uh, and we're doing a special episode today of the LaunchCast live on Clubhouse in Winning Entrepreneur Secrets. The LaunchCast is an Apple Top 100 podcast on the entrepreneurship charts. We talk about leadership, business, life, growth, and everything in between. So today we are doing a, a special room here in Winning Entrepreneur Secrets on Clubhouse called Pitching Live. We are doing our pitches, our 30-second pitches for our businesses. We're getting feedback from the moderators, the usual suspects here um, in the Winning Entrepreneur Secrets room. We have Emmanuel, we have Charlie, we have Christian, we have Blaze, Lisa, me and and all and David and all the other usual suspects that are usually here almost every single day. Uh, remember, if you are raising your hand to come up on stage to speak here, you are acknowledging that we are recording this. I am recording this, I should say, uh, and we are going to be using this for the LaunchCast episode, which comes out this Monday. 6 a.m. Eastern Time on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, all of them, all of them. We're on all of them. Uh, and so you're acknowledging that when you come up on stage. So I just wanted to do that quick uh, refresh here. If you have spoken today, check out my profile. Follow me at Launchpad CEO. Find me on Instagram. DM me and send me your info. Everybody, the moderators and anybody who has pitched, please send me your links, everything that you would like me to share. And this is going to be in the podcast notes when the podcast launches on Monday. Now, Quick note about the podcast, the LaunchCast, find it on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe to it so that you get notified when the episode comes out. Leave us a review. Listen, share it with others. Do the right thing, guys. Come on. All right, Emmanuel, who's next? Up next, uh, we have Stephanie. And after that, I think we should get one of the moderators to uh, go for a pitch as well. So let's, sure. hear it from, let's hear it from Stephanie. Good morning and welcome. Good morning. Oh, goodness. I have to follow up, David. All right. Let me get my jitters out here. All right. Have you ever been to the doctor's office because you feel like crap just to be told, well, your labs look fine? Well, that kind of sucks, right? Because you still feel like crap. So are we, be, are we treating the lab or are we treating the patient? Um, that's where I come in. I offer lab testing that is um, not what we consider cover your butt labs, like the ones that are covered by insurance that diagnose disease. No, I look for things that lead to disease. So I look for underlying hidden pathogens in gut and hormone testing. And my lab ranges are not like your typical lab ranges that you find at the doctor's office that are of sick and healthy people. I use lab ranges that are all healthy people so that you can get to the bottom of your root cause of your illness. Um, if you're not being validated by your health concerns, I've got your back. Shoot me a DM or find me at theholistichouse.org. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I guess I should go first because when I'm, I'm very, very honest, very brutal, and I liked it. I don't necessarily understand what, uh, what lab results you're talking about. There's a few things I don't understand, and I think it was a bit longer than 30 seconds. So we, we want to make sure that it is under 30. So we know, like, I didn't feel any emotional connection to me. I, at first I did. 
And then the more you went on, right, Stephanie, the more you go on, it's like, okay, what exactly are we listening to? What am I, what is the product here? You know, when you're saying, have you ever been to a doctor's office and, not, you know, when you feel like crap and they say you're fine, story of my life. But at the same time, after that, it's, you, you you continue talking about it and more and more. But I didn't understand, I lost understanding. And when I don't understand something, I tend to lose interest. So uh, that's uh, my feedback. Maybe try to explain more of those, what lab results, what what in particular are you talking about? Try to find a way to put mm. that in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I guess, so that's a, that's a great question and maybe you have some feedback here. The labs, so I have hundreds of labs I can choose from, you know, from mitochondrial health to gut, gut pathogens to hormones. So do you have any feedback for a way to, to summarize that in less than 30 seconds? Um, but is also giving that that vital information. Here, here's an idea. What if you did something along the lines of, what if I could, what if I could help you figure out what's wrong with you or what's going on with you before the doctor told you you had to do a whole bunch of expensive labs? You know, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of get with the fact that you're before, not after the fact. Sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. Instead of what if I could help you. What if you imagine yourself finding out that your results before your doctors? Boom. Something along those lines. Again, Love. don't put I in there. Try to stay away from I. And always, always, always shorter is better. So I have a, I have a question for you, um, Stephanie. How, uh, did this come from being a clinician or did this come from personal experience for you? Ah, uh, yes. I, I worked in traditional medicine and acute care for about a decade, and then I had a personal experience with mold toxicity, and I went from doctor to doctor being prescribed medication after medication because, of course, as you can imagine, no doctor thinks to test you for mold. And so it took a really long time for me to figure out, oh, traditional medicine doesn't work, and that's where I found functional medicine, and that's my why. So that's... That's what's missing there, right? So um, as as a person that came from the medical industry in the first act of my career, I um, I sense the jargon in, in your pitch, right? Uh, the, the constant mention of labs, uh, Emmanuel was right. Like the uh, a single mention of, of labs and, and stuff like that, that's okay. But I think you lost this a little bit with going over and over like the clinical jargon of what, what it is you do. If I would have heard 10 years ago, I was sick. I went from doctor to doctor, and, and this is against what what Emmanuel said with not mentioning I. But when you're telling a, when you're storytelling and you have to tell a personal story, of course you have to say I in that respect. That's a different kind of pitch than what you were doing. And so if you said ten years ago, and I'm making this up obviously, but ten years ago I was sick. I went from doctor to doctor to doctor. They couldn't find what was wrong with me until we went outside of the box to check for mold toxicity or whatever. Who else has been in the same boat where? Um, you know, uh, normal testing isn't working, blah, 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 blah. And then kind of go into that. That's how I personally would pitch it. Everything I do professionally, I'm a storyteller, right? And so I want to tell the story of how this, how I came about this, right? So, so for me, that's what's going to endear the pitch to me. Otherwise, I got it. Right, like I, everything else that you said, the call to action, the um, the fact that traditional testing wasn't working, and that you go outside the box for testing, I got that. I totally did. Um, but I felt like there was more opportunity in there to take some of that out 
within that 30 seconds and to endear it a little more. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying that it's, it's okay in a pitch to share your personal connection to, to your why that I, that would be an okay situation to share a little bit because I was trying, I had that in my pitch and then I took it away because I was following the feedback and nobody cares about you. And so I just maybe got a little confused. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally okay with it. And again, this is who's listening, right? Who's your audience? And so we're Emmanuel and I and Charlie and Christian and Lisa, we might all feel five different ways about what a pitch should be to us. But I know that anytime I have pitched any of my companies for investment or anybody has pitched their companies to me for investment, or even let's take the thing we all watch, right? We all watch Shark Tank probably. Um, I love when the business idea is solid and then they go, How'd you come up with this? What's your story? And then they tell, you know, the the heartfelt story. That to me is what endears them to the audience. And by the way, it's no secret that they're putting those people out of the the four people you see on an episode pitching of Shark Tank, there was probably, you know, a hundred people that pitched, and those four people made it because their stories are going to be endeared to the audience at home, the millions of people watching at home. And they're going to be rooting for you to make a deal with the sharks, right? And so to me, that matters. I don't know about other people in this room uh, and if they want to share their their feelings on that, but that matters to me. I'm just biting at the, at the Stephanie, you are on an absolute, like what George is saying is so true. What if you started one of two ways? Imagine if mold was the reason you felt sick or you could start with mold was why I was sick and it might be why you are too. And then pause for a second and then go into the rest of what you were talking about. Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you for that feedback. Amazing. I've never heard anybody be sick over mold. So I think like that is your hook. Because I'd be like, because I'm even asking myself, is that what's going on with my ear infection right now? It's a mold problem? Like nobody can seem to figure it out. Like I'm even asking myself. And mold was the trigger because everything else isn't nobody's found an explanation, right? Yeah, that's very true. And mold can colonize anywhere in the body. So people associate it with respiratory conditions, but it also can be the root cause of gastrointestinal issues, systemic autoimmune disease. So um, yeah, that's a really great point. Thank you. Amazing. Okay, let's it. let's move on. Um, I actually would love to do a couple of uh, mod pitches real quick here. Uh, and and guys, by the way, it's uh, ten eighteen Eastern time right now. I, I love where this room is going. Uh, I think we have to do a hard stop by ten fifty, the latest. So keep George, that in mind. Yep. Since you George, put me on the spot, I'm putting you on the spot, my friend. George, we want you first, brother. I want to wreck. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I'm not afraid of you guys. I'll, I'll go, and then we'll have Emmanuel go, and we'll go back to a couple of uh, audience members because I know Emmanuel has to go in a few minutes for a meeting. This episode is sponsored by the new cohort of the Leadership Experience. Unconventional leadership brought to you by yours truly, the launch dad himself, George Andriopoulos. Our new cohort is starting soon, and not only do we still have the same four courses. That's right. The public thought leadership track, the career leader track, the entrepreneurship track, and of course, the podcast experience. We have our first graduate level up level, inimitable, the newest one on one leadership class. 
This is for not only if you have taken the Leadership Experience core class before and are ready to graduate to the newest level, but for those that have experienced leadership and want to take it to a new level, Inimitable is for you. I'm not even going to talk about it in this commercial. You're going to have to contact me. Check out the Leadership EXP dot com for details and to sign up for information inimitable is coming at you dm me for more info later guys um whew, so nervous okay here we go 30 seconds starting now Guys, you know me from Launchpad 516, my management consulting firm. That's the company for me that made it all happen. I'm a keynote, I'm a CEO, I'm a nonprofit executive, I'm a TEDx executive producer. What has that all led me to? The leadership experience. It's an unconventional leadership coaching masterclass. Intentional, unconventional, thoughtful leadership from me. I'm your coach. What are we gonna learn? We're gonna learn how to find that unconventional leadership journey that you have gone through, bring that leadership to the forefront and bring it to your platform and go out there and make some change in the world. That's what this class is about. This is no BS. We're going to create change through your business, through your platform, the leadership at launchpad CEO at on all social profiles. First things first, sorry, bro. It's 45 seconds. <laughs> I never listen to the rules, buddy. <laughs> He breaks all the rules of that. All right, all right. Well, uh, here's the here's the thing. I love it. It actually proves a point, uh, a point that I always made. No one gives a shit about you, but you made me give a shit about you. So, well done. I'm highly impressed. I'd, I'd like to add, if I could, George, you, you got it with the you know me. I love that at the beginning. But I almost wonder if you should put the um, – the part about getting coached by you personally up earlier in the pitch. Because if I heard that earlier in the pitch, I'd be listening more intently all the way through. Just a thought. I appreciate that, Charlie. Yeah, and I want all the brutal feedback from you guys because I know I can make it better. Hey, hey, hey George, I'm not going to be as friendly as Charlie and Emmanuel. You lost me completely. I was so lost in your message. I heard you. But I didn't know you were taking me all over the place. You told me you were a nonprofit. You told me this, that. I, I was confused, just to be honest. You sure I, it was I concur with you? I concur with David. So in your first 30 seconds, George, I love you. I think you're amazing, first and foremost. But I'm going to rip you apart in your first 30 seconds. I stopped counting at how many I you said. I this, I that, I this. I stopped at eight. In your first 30 seconds, you made it all about you, not about me. And the pitch is all about me, not you. Yeah, so, so I, want, I want a little feedback on this, right? Because we're, we're here to learn on how to make this stuff better. So for me, let me tell you what I've always struggled with in my business, right? So I started my company, Launchpad 516, eight years ago. It's a management consulting firm. We fix broken businesses. Because of the umbrella of what that company is, right? We have been fortunate enough to develop different platforms within that. And I have been able to grow my leadership because of my success with the company and become a community leader, start a nonprofit and do all of these things. And so a lesson I learned a few years ago was that there were so many different arms of what I do that I needed to bring them all back into the one company. So that's Launchpad. That's the umbrella of of everything that I do. Now, as a coach and as, as a thought leader, 
and, and I want you to know my thought process behind the beginning of that pitch. As a coach and a thought leader, I need to legitimize myself as the expert, right? And so I had, you know, let's say 10 seconds of that, the, the pitch in the beginning to show you, the people that I'm pitching, who I am and my knowledge base. And so that's my thought process behind it. But I've always struggled with that because I do so many things as a professional. I have so many different hats that I wear as a professional. Um, it's tough to decide when to show what hat uh, and when not to. So I'm, I'm curious of your feedback now that you know that background of why I pitch that way. I love that, George. You know what? I struggle with that all the time as well because I have the kitchen sink, but people can't buy the kitchen sink, right? Like they can only buy one thing. So what if you started something like, would it interest, amaze, surprise, shock you to know that I fix broken businesses? I create or, you know, that I, I have a, a broken business just like you. I create a launch pad, like use it, use launch pad. Um, the company as is if it's their launch pad, right? Like use the terminology to attach it to an emotional connection for me to the launch pad. And it doesn't matter that you offer a thousand different things because that's what's your greatness. I think that you just need to really clarify that my, my, my business is broken and you can fix it because everybody has a broken business. We have leaky faucets. We have missing structures in our business. And you can fill all those gaps. But I think if you tell me that you've struggled with it or what, that it, I would be shocked, I would have more credibility in you if you told me right off the bat that you had my same struggles and you fixed it for me and you're going to fix it. So you fixed it for yourself. So you're going to fix it for me. Because now you're transforming your, your um, saving me time and energy and resources by your experiences. Right. I love yeah, that. Remember, remember though, Lisa, what, one thing I wasn't pitching the management consulting firm that pit, and, and again, same thing as you, where you picked one of your endeavors. I was pitching the leadership coaching division of our company. I wasn't pitching the management consulting firm. So, uh, I wouldn't get into fixing businesses when I'm doing a coaching, a leadership coaching masterclass. Right. So, so George, that's where you confused me because you brought up Launchpad. I had no me idea too. what business you were pitching. And, and the thing I would do is if it's a master class, you know, I, I think about Jim Collins, good to great. You know, I, I teach people how to become good to great. Come up with something that's going to help them understand immediately your narrative. And I think that will get you home quicker. Because you, I was you were all over the place. I, I I know you're a dad. I know you're a non for profit. I heard so many different things. I just I couldn't gravitate to just one thing. And I always believe it's inward to outward. And think about Apple's pitch. Um, we challenge the status quo and we think differently. They're not really in the computer business. If you really think what they're in the what business they're in, they're not in their computers sucked when they first built it. So just think of the Simon Sinek, get to your why quicker and go inwardly to go outwardly. That would be the only thing. But I, overall, your, your, your tenor was great, but I just didn't understand the message. Awesome. It's like figuring out, um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Donald Miller, uh, like massive fan. And so he talks about people buy on emotion. They don't buy on products or services. And so you need to figure out what is the external, internal, and philosophical problem 
of the person that you're trying to solve and provide a service to, no matter what it is, if it's leadership, coaching, management, nonprofit, whatever. And so like, like David said, um, Apple computers was about selling the emotion of taking pictures, right? Of, of, of creating beautifully imagery. Uh, by the way, we happen to sell computers, right? Like they sold you on the emotion first. It's why Apple has so many people lined up before the new phone comes out because they recognized the philosophical problem and fixed it with, with a service and a product. So Tesla's the same thing. People, the gas guzzling, right? Tesla's not in the business of cars. Tesla is in the business of selling people new technology. It just happens to be in a car. Amazing. You guys rock. That, that was awesome. Sorry, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one thing right now. Uh, one thing that actually got me interested. It, I mean, I'm a bit different than uh, have a, few, a bit different uh, mentality, I guess. But at first, I was thinking, okay, who the hell is this guy? You know me. Well, screw you. I don't know who you are. And then you start talking. I'm like, okay, maybe this guy knows something. And it, it put me into that kind of journey. And it just reminded me like, okay, this guy, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, and I want to listen. That's what got me. I don't know if uh, the rest of you guys got that, but that's what really got my attention. Yeah, amazing. That that was my that was my goal, and th- this also speaks to um, uh, the the thing I mentioned before of who who is your audience, right? And so I'm speaking to um, the person that is in need of coaching, uh, the person that needs to find that legitimate, legitimized person um, that's, a, a, you know, a proven success in this expertise um, that's looking for my services. And so that's who I was speaking to. So it's funny how, um, you know, you, uh, that that resonated with you, but it might not have resonated with other people. But I, I'm going to, I'm going to clean up the opening of that because again, Lisa and David, that's something that I've, uh, I've always struggled with. Um, you know, as the brand gets bigger, you're like, how do I contain this? How do I explain this in, in the best way possible? So that's something I've always struggled with. And I, I very much appreciate, uh, the feedback. Um, so Let's move on. I want to hear before Emmanuel has to go. Uh, I definitely want to hear Emmanuel's pitch. So whenever you're ready to go, buddy. Awesome. So just a little backstory here, just so you understand where I'm coming from. This pitch is meant to be short, meant to grab attention, and meant to get people's interest. So if you want to set up a timer, I'm going to mute the mic when I'm done. And I want to know exactly how many seconds that was, okay? Let me know when to go. Okay, and go. Hey, on a scale between 1 and 10, how happy are you? That was it. (laughs) On a scale between 1 and 10, how happy are you? So That's the pitch. So, so, oh, man, you're going to get a lot of feedback here from everybody. (laughs) So, all right, so, so are we pitching our business? to somebody or are we doing a marketing campaign here? That's my, my question here, because I think that's a marketing strategy in, in a conversation or in a social post that that's what that is to me. Um, in terms of pitching, like if you walked onto shark Tank and said, how happy are you? And dropped your mic and walked out of the room. Oh man, what would you hear? Right? So, so, um, 
I want to hear other people's feedback uh, on this, and then and then we'll hear from Emmanuel. Uh, can I chime in here as well? Uh, I I agree with uh, with George on this one. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, short and sweet, but what what's happening next? So it's like what uh, George said the same. If you do that and just drop them, you can walk away. People are looking. Okay, so what happened next? What's your target? What are you looking? So. Yeah, I'm, I can say that I'm a 10, happy, and what are you going to do? You know, if you if I said 10, what are you going to offer? Yeah, so here's the, let, let's try this again. Hey, Christian, on a scale between 1 and 10, how happy are you? 10. 10, okay. George, on a scale between 1 and 10, how happy are you? 10. On a scale between 1 and 10, who's not a 10 here? Flash your mics. Perfect. Diana, why aren't you, do you want to be happier? Wait, so I'm, my scale is 8. Okay, eight's kind of low. I mean, why, why aren't you at 10? Do you want to be happier? I thought 8 was pretty good from where I'm at, but yes, I'd love to be at 10. Boom, right there. I'll tell you something right now. Fear is the only thing that's stopping you back. Let's get in touch. When are you free? That's, that's how it goes. I find a person who wants to be the happiest self, and, and that really helps me find the right people. So I can, if I'm in a conference, that's where I was in a conference last year, Tennis Growth Con, I didn't have time to make a whole pitch. I wanted to be, find the right people and then pitch them. So I guess it was a pitch that like finds me the right target audience. I, I think it's a, that's a conversational pitch and, and full honesty, Emmanuel. Like, and I get where you have the context because you're right. It's like standing in the elevator and you turn to somebody that you don't know and say, hey, how happy are you? Uh, they're going to look at you a little bit odd. Like, why are you asking me that? And, and then in a confined space in an elevator. So I don't know that that, that pitch would work in every scenario, kind of like what George was saying, right? It's definitely not going to work in Shark Tank or, you know. Um, so I, I think you have to have different pitches for different scenarios scenarios in the right context so the fact that you you said the context of that pitch perfect but now now Emmanuel I'm going to challenge you you're in Shark Tank what's your pitch okay and I'm in Shark Tank what's my pitch how many times have you been told to overcome your fears that's how many times and how many mistakes you've made the problem with overcoming fear is the fact that you're not actually conquering those fears. You're just putting a Band-Aid over the wound instead of stitching up the wound, instead of eliminating the possible scar to come. That's why I teach you how to conquer the fears and not to overcome. Yeah, so that's that's definitely, to, to me, more in line with, uh, with the pitches that we're doing today. Although I love the other piece of it, right? So there's shock value there with the whole you know, mic drop of how happy are you? And again, like Lisa said, that's a conversational pitch or that's, that's even like a sales call. Honestly, that's a, that's a sales phone call or a sales, um, meeting with somebody, you know, to try and, and, and close a client on that. Um, what I, I have a question for you because I know what your brand represents and I know the confidence factor that you bring to the table. Have you ever in that scenario, um, pitching somebody, um, 
and I, I don't think it's bravado. I don't think it's anything to do with that. It's, it's, it's a confidence of knowing exactly what it is that you do. Have you ever had a, a situation where you um, offended somebody with, uh, with your pitch or where they're kind of going like, no, that's not why, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've, I've offended quite a few people, to be honest. I used to tell people, did you know exactly how unhappy you are? <laughs> so that's, uh, that's how I, it started off. And then I, sh- I mean, the problem is so invasive here because it's fear, right? People don't like to know that they're weak and that they're, they're, they feel like they're weak because they're afraid of something. And that's, a, and that's what causes it. Well, it causes people to get offended because they don't want to be, they don't want to look weak. Can Emmanuel, I in on this one? If you don't can I say something? No, no, give me just, I'll be quick. Emmanuel, see, the way I was at Donative when, uh, when me and George, uh, we said we're a 10, and I said, I would have asked you, would you like to be even happier than that? Do you think you can be happier than that? I would have just questioned even that that's 10. Because the more, hard question you ask the more actually that person is gonna is gonna answer is gonna actually show you that it, uh, it can be better nobody's uh, happy that then you can always get better you can always make it in a different way and you, it's always a fear behind it maybe it was i just said 10 because i didn't want to talk about what starts between 9 and 10 which i don't know how to do it so my suggestion is just always push for more rather than find the person who is uh who's an eight or a nine or a six or a four Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Yeah, I think it's Gordon. Um, I think it's brilliant, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I, you know, I spent decades on Wall Street, so like I get pitches. It's not a pitch, but it's maybe one of the best, most concise qualifier um, lines I've heard. I think it's beautiful. The fact that you can use it to qualify someone and then determine whether or not you want to make the pitch is beautiful. That's why I think it's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's that's essentially what I was trying to do. I was more I was trying to qualify people before I even talked to them. I want to help everyone, but if I'm spending too much time with the wrong person, pitching the wrong people, I won't be able to help everyone as many people as I could. Right? Um, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I like what Gordon said um, precisely, that it's a qualifier line, right? Like kind of what George said, depending on the context, it's a sales conversation, it's a phone, it's a, and then you go into the pitch for sure. I think one of the things that you could say too, because like, like George said, I know your story, Emmanuel, and it's powerful. The story of your brand is extremely powerful. So I'm wondering if, you know, you start with, it was the scariest moment of my life and talk about the story right behind you. And then, and then with the empathy and the tonality in your voice and the fear in your voice, rather than the command in your voice, because you're very, you have a very commanding authoritative voice. And so bringing the empathy in, in the beginning and then commanding in the end would also lead the authority of what you're trying to say. I'm not sure if anybody else felt very authoritative throughout that entire conversation, but I'd be curious. That's how I felt. It was very authoritative, um, which didn't invite me into that conversation. 
Yeah, I I agree with that, Lisa. And and I'm gonna put my consultant hat here on because um I think this is an important point to make, and I, I I hope this can be helpful, Emmanuel. You and I have had conversations about our coaching platforms uh, privately and tried to help each other with uh, with advice on them. Um, let's talk about audience for a second here of who who you're speaking to, right? You're looking for somebody who needs to be coached or who wants to be coached, and so those people. Um, especially the people that are letting fear get the best of them. That's who you are looking for. And you're looking to alleviate that. Um, an authoritative voice that is telling them absolutely what is going on and what to do and sort of running shit for them, that might be a put off for them because they need to understand. And again, this is just my viewpoint, but they need to understand that you might have been in that position or how you learned what you're teaching them right now, um, whether it's from personal experience or not. And so I would rather see the vulnerable side of you. And I'm not the guy that's going to be offended by this uh, by any means. Um, but I'm the guy that if you come to me with the confidence and go, no, you're wrong, you know, because in essence, that's what they're here. Nope, you're wrong. You're doing it wrong, and that's why. Let me teach you why, and 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 yada yada yada. Right? Like this is how you're gonna overcome fear. Fear is stopping you, and you're not handling it the right way. I want to hear the guy that's gonna go to me. You know, I get it. I've been there. I I went through this, and this is how I learned that I was looking at fear in the wrong way. Right? And so for me, that that would speak to me more. Um, than the authoritative voice that, that Lisa was talking about. Because remember, a coachable person or a person that needs to be coached, especially in something like fear and conquering fear, is going to be vulnerable. And they may not, you know, you, you may be lim limiting your audience is all I'm saying. And the person that will respond to the confidence and, and that sort of, um, you know, approach, they may be a tough client to deal with. And, I, and I've run across this. George, I think that's important, right? Because I think we all have fears. I don't care how confident anybody is. And I'll challenge any single person here who says they're not afraid of something. I don't care how successful you are, how confident you are. We all have fears. And so I think what George said is exactly right. Emmanuel, you need to validate my fear first by showing empathy that it's okay that I'm afraid. Now fix it for me. Wow, I'm sorry, but uh, for the f bomb, but I fucking love this. Thank you guys so much. Wow, I, no, it's just like it opened up a whole new world over here. <laughs> I love it, and that's what that's so what this is you. about. That's what this is about. So yeah. to reiterate, we got about 10, 15 minutes left, uh, guys. We're on the Launchcast podcast live right now. If you are coming up to speak, you're acknowledging that you're okay with being recorded and being put on the podcast. This comes out this coming Monday. It's episode 209 of the Launchcast called Pitch perfect we're partnering with winning entrepreneur secrets the room that is here monday through friday 9 a.m eastern every day that emmanuel runs so so well and we're so appreciative uh of this room that you you provided and and it's part of the network like crazy group lisa does and man we got some amazing people here um and so we got about 10 15 minutes left let's move on so we can get another one or two pitches uh in here and you guys can continue after i jump off and stop recording uh if you like but i have a hard stop uh, coming up here. Uh, and I want to remind people again, only moderators, please only moderators commenting feedback on, um, uh, on the pitches. If you are up as a speaker in line, please stay quietly until you are called on. We may not get to everybody today. Um, 
but it is what it is, right? So, Emmanuel, who's next? Um, first of all, I want to say it's not just me running this group. It's everyone. We have uh, Christian, Charlie, Blaze, Lisa, yourself, Meredith comes uh, quite frequently. I pay attention who comes here and who is here, and it's not possible without each and every one of you. So, thank you. And up next, before I go, will be Sumana. Sumana, let's hear it. Awesome. What a great segue, Emmanuel. Thank you so much. I DM'd you yesterday and I said, hey, I don't think I'm ready to pitch, but here's me. Not ready, but totally pumped. Um, okay, I'll get started. Are you silently suffering in the workplace? Have you ever carried your workplace stress to your diet, to your family, or to your friends? Trust me, been there, done that. Hey, I'm Sumana. I created Wellness Shots to simplify wellness for you and your business so work doesn't have to suck. I want to help you by giving you simple wellness secrets to up-level all your wellness dimensions so you are no longer suffering but thriving in your workplace. Are you ready to balance your wellness wheel? I am your person. Let's take that wellness shot. Hit that follow. I love it. Wow. I love it. I love the energy. That was so, so cool. Um, the, the, I think you got everything out there. The one note uh, that I'll put out there, and I, I don't know if this is true or not. Were you reading this, Suman, off piece of paper? I had it in my head, but I had a couple notes that I had written down. Yes. Yeah, so that that's the only note. And and this is as we get more comfortable, uh, you know, it sounds more natural. It, it sounded like it was read and rushed a little bit because you had a lot of information uh, that was in there. But, you know, I love the energy. You told us what it, what it was about. You gave us a call to action. So, um, you know, if we're looking at a, a, a 1 to 10 here, I definitely think you're you're on the higher side. You're at an 8 uh, with that. And, and with practice is, uh, you know, is how these come better, for sure. Anybody else with feedback? The only thing I would say, I'd, I'd agree with you wholeheartedly, George, um, just uh, work on the fluidity of it. I think you've got the content in there and um, you got me listening right away. And uh, I, I think you've done a good job at it. Any other comments from the moderators? Okay, let's see if we can get another one in. Uh, Christopher, you're up. Are you ready to give us your pitch? Yeah, let's go. Um, okay, so we uh, we give companies the exposure to thousands of new customers uh, by using the most effective form of advertising, influencer marketing. If you're an ambitious startup or established business that's looking to scale uh, and drive some real business growth, drop me a message at BMS London and let's get building something great. thought it was great, man. I thought it was great. Short and sweet. Um, you got to the point, uh, you spoke to your audience. You told us what it was call to action, you know, not much more you can ask for these things. Guys are not super complicated. I know we get up here and we get a little nervous because this is, you know, how can we explain in, in 30 seconds or less what we do for, for a living, right? Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough ask uh, of a lot of us, you know? Uh, and so, as long as you get all that out with an authentic voice, that's the um, that's the goal here. The if the authenticity can come through in your voice, and we sort of can can get through this pitch that you're into this, that you care. Um, that's what captures me. I don't know about you guys, the rest of the mods, but that's definitely what captures me. If I hear that authenticity in the voice, I'll overlook missing info even sometimes, and then ask the follow-up questions as long as you engage me with authenticity. So thoughts from anybody? 
Well, to, to nitpick, um, Christopher, the only thing I would change in that is uh, don't start. You started with the words we are and presenting who you are. I would uh, challenge you to come up with a, again, something to, to get the listener's emotions going, um, something that they can relate to up front, um, you know, as opposed to uh, in my company saying we provide HVAC, I talk about environments. I talk about, have you ever been hot and humid in a restaurant? Uh, that type of thing. So if you can, if you can relate it to your customer and get them listening right away, that helps the rest of the pitch flow. Um, any other thoughts, moderators? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Christopher. Uh, let's move on. We got time for another one. Look at that. Uh, Galena. Hi guys. Uh, okay. Uh, when you hear words, income tax and finances, what do you feel? Does this feel foreign? Does it bring anxiety and fear? Do you dread it? Are you confused and do not know where to start? Well, you are not alone. We all have to deal with income taxes whether we like it or not. We all need to pay our share, but we like to minimize it as it's legally possible. With me, you will no longer experience that fear. You will be confident and at ease. By letting me do what I do best, you will be able to concentrate on what you do best and live the best of your life. Together, we'll create the plan on how to manage your finances and how to minimize your tax liability. You will be able to make the right financial decisions, knowing that I will be there for you all the way to guide you and advise you. Let's connect to empower you with financial knowledge so you can freely and fully concentrate on your personal and professional life. Thank you. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start uh, uh, with the fact that that was a minute and not 30 seconds. So... Um, what I want to say there, and you know, this is a, a, a nitpick, but that's the, that's the challenge here, right? Um, it, it's super, sure. super important to understand that when you're trying to disseminate a message uh, to a group and you have a certain time limit, it's super, super important to get to the heart of what it is. And so uh, when you were at like the 20, 15 to 20 second mark at that point, like I loved everything that I had heard to that point. And then I expected the declaration of the business and then the call to action to come. But then you had about four, 30 to 40 seconds of just filler in there um, that I didn't think was, was really necessary before you got to a call to action of, you know, I'll help you help you manage your finances and, and taxes. So that that's my feedback on that. Uh, anybody else from the moderators? So you, you, uh, sorry. So you think that where it just says um, whatever, the minimize is legally possible and that's it to stop it and then just jump on, create a plan uh, and do not do, um, do not say anything like, um, you know, I, I'm doing this the best and you could be doing this, whatever you're doing. So, I mean, where do you, what do you think I should take out? So I, I, you know, not having the exact script uh, in, in front of me, right. um, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of there's the beginning where you're sort of getting to the point, right, and 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 telling people what you what you do. And so when you do a couple of the have you ever or do you ever like those things, once those get like repetitive, it starts sounding very pitchy, 
right? It starts sound, sounding mm-hmm. like a uh, like an infomercial that you'll hear at like two in the morning uh, on TV, right? And so cutting a few of those out uh, to me and just getting to the point of like this is what we do. Um, that's going to be super important in there. So again, it was I I was look I happened to be conscious of the time the whole time. So it was around like the fifteen second mark when I said <laughs> to myself like, okay, now she's starting to lose me. Uh, get to the point. Okay, thank you. Any other mods? I think you covered it, George. I think it, that's exactly what I would have added to it. And I know we're close to your hard break, so. Perfect. You know what? We have another, uh, I think I got a couple of minutes. We have another Emmanuel in the room here. So if he wants to pitch, I think he's the last one that has not pitched. Diane is last in the room, but she's already pitched. So Emmanuel, if you want to go and then we could stop after you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Emmanuel. I'm the co-founder of hand tennis. Hand tennis is, it's the new revolutionary sport of this decade. It's really a combination of tennis and pickleball. And we had our patent pending glove racket, which is kind of what created hand tennis and made it what it is. Uh, we are looking for angel investors uh, for a seed round. So if anyone wants to check out handtennis.com, uh, it's pretty easy to remember. You just reach out to me at Emmanuel at handtennis.com. And yeah, we have some, some meetings set up, but that's, that's pretty much my, my 30 second pitch. Thank you so much. Awesome. So that was cool to see. That was our that was our first pitch of the day that was pitching for investments, which is usually a different kind of pitch, right? So that's not necessarily a 30-second pitch, but I think you did a good job of explaining to us um, what the company is or what – well, I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, the idea behind it and the fact that you were looking for an investment. I'm a little um, confused as to what product is – you're asking for the investment for is it specifically that that love racket or is it the sport itself that you're doing like what i'm not sure what is patent pending and sure. what's not yeah yeah so the glove racket is is the invention so that's like you know a combination of a glove with a racket on it um and and we'll, we'll be selling that so imagine spike ball a, a startup similar to spike ball but then you have handtennis.com that access as the media site. So that's kind of like the ATP tour, right? And then we have the IHTF, which is the International Hand Tennis Federation that governs the sport. So essentially hand tennis is a startup, but at the same time, you know, we're ambitious and we want to be a global Olympic sport as well. And I think it has all, I think it definitely has the it factor to do so. I played college football. I've played many sports growing up. Uh, Hand tennis, you know, we created the rules. So we kind of have created this really interesting unique combination of a bunch of different sports in one. Um, but yeah, we're raising money so that we can just launch the product, uh, get into Dick's Sporting Goods. We've, we've talked to them. They love it. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, we can get on Shark Tank or something like that and, and just and just start the startup. But, but Hand Tennis is like media with handtennis.com. We'll be doing a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, you know, partnering with ESPN and stuff down the future, down the line. Uh, but really selling glove rackets, uh, licensing that technology that we've that we've patented, and then also, um, you know, starting leagues franchise model there. Very cool, man. Very cool. Any anybody else hey. from the mods have feedback? Yeah, can, if I could add to it, Emmanuel, you you picked up on something in what you just told us that uh, Dick Sporting Goods is interest. Yeah, Dick's Sporting Goods is interested in it. 
I would almost work that into your pitch as a lead of who's interested in it, who else has signed on. Make me feel more like I want to be a part of something that's moving along with or without me. And I think that will help you uh, get more of your seed funds sooner. Thank you so much for that. That is very, very, very awesome. I, I haven't uh, thought about that at all. I actually learned so much from this app every single day. This is my fourth day. But I, every single time I get on, it's just like gold, you know, golden nuggets every day. Thank you so much, Charlie. Yeah, amazing. So I'll add to that um, because I'm I'm uh, very well versed in the VC world and and uh, investing and funding uh, for companies. So um, I love what Charlie said about that. Um, one thing that you want to be very clear of, and, and again, we're, we're always going to use Shark Tank as the model because that's what a lot of people watch, and and those that aren't really well versed in how investing in in companies works, that's a, a very basic model of of pitching what they do on that show. Um, those partnerships, so there's there's signed contracts and there's strategic partnerships, and then there are conversations. And so when you say like Dick Sporting Goods is interested, it's an amazing nugget to drop during the pitch. But the investors and the people listening, those sharks, they're going to be very appreciative of your honesty off the bat to say. We have had conversations with Dick Sporting Goods, right? And if you have the opportunity to get deep into the description of those conversations, go for it. But I would say we've had Dick Sporting Goods, uh, we've had meetings with Dick Sporting Goods. They are very interested. Um, there's a potential for X, Y, Z, but we have nothing signed yet, you know, in all transparency. We have nothing signed yet. This is going to lead to a contract or this is going to lead to a strategic partnership because a contract for, you know, a PO, um, is very different than a strategic partnership. Strategic partnership is just like, hey, we promise to partner with each other to promote yeah, X, Y, Z, but a PO is a PO, right? A signed PO, if they're ordering you know, 5,000 of your products for national distribution, that's a big deal to an investor. So making that a very clear uh, um, uh, explanation of what is happening with those strategic partnerships and not trying to use them as leverage and sort of trying to fake out that investor by saying like, oh, Dick Sporting Goods is on the hook. All right. Well, do you have a signed contract? Well, no, because that's when you sound like kind of a dick when you go, when they ask, do you have a PO or a signed contract? No, no, we're just in talks right now. And then they go, oh, so you don't have anything, right? So that honesty in that in that point um, uh, of the pitch is super important. But I, I loved it, man. I think uh, it could definitely be cleaned up as, as you know, we can all do better uh, with these. But um, I think you're... Great start. You know, the, the fact that you're in the patent process already is amazing, um, you know, to protect your product. And I, I wish you the best of luck, you know, so. Yeah, thanks so much, George. Seriously, this has been so awesome. I'm going to definitely put on your, your, your post notifications here and jump in whenever you're on. And I'll also reach out to you if you want to take this offline. Um, you know, we're actively looking for that angel. So sorry, sorry to use this as a, as a pitching platform a little bit, but I'm just trying to get myself out there. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, reach out and reminder anybody that is up here the the moderators and the speaker <coughs> and the speakers that have pitched, please DM me. Uh you you'll find my my uh Instagram on my profile here on Clubhouse at Launchpad CEO. Please DM me the info that you'd like me to share. Everybody that has pitched and every moderator that has spoken, we will be sharing their info on the show notes. Um we had a lot of people today, so I can't go chasing after people. So please DM me that stuff. We're going to be, um, 
Uh, this episode is going to be live by Monday. So if you can get it to me by the weekend, that would be amazing when we produce this. So um, I think that's everybody. Uh, hey, amazing. George? Yes. Just just to clarify, what information do you need? Like our, our social media, uh, any short bio or, or a minute less than that? Yeah, you know, send me send me what you have, and if I need to cut it down, I'll cut it down. But social media links to websites, if you want to do like a short little one line bio, uh, that works for me. You know, th- there's no wrong answer in what you send me, and as long as I can fit it all in, uh, I'll do my best. And at the very least, if somebody has spoken and not send me their info, I can't go chasing after it. So I, I will at least share your name and clubhouse handle on here if you don't message me. But it behooves you to message me. So, um, oh, terrific. Yeah. Thank you for the time. George. Absolutely. So guys, thank you for joining Winning Entrepreneur Secrets today. This is a special, special day because we did a live recording of episode 209 of the launch cast called Pitch Perfect. So this will end our clubhouse segment today. I'm going to play out the music for you guys as I end the room. Thanks for joining. DM me with all your info. See you later, guys. Did that blow your mind or what? Like, what an incredible time we had. Uh, and I love just how honest we could be in this room and, and really giving each other real, real feedback, not bullshitting each, bullshitting each other to make ourselves feel better. Um, this was real. This was, you know, uh, something that people could really take takeaways from and, and get better at what they do. Uh, you know, the art of pitching is how we sustain our businesses, right? We're constantly pitching, elevator pitches, investment pitches, whatever it is. Um, so I hope you got some value from that. Um, we got some awesome episodes coming up in the coming weeks. Things to look out for. Keep an eye on my social media, at Launchpad CEO, for announcements of the new podcast. The new podcast, totally different from the launch cast, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I have a partner in it, uh, and we're going to be we're going to be talking about some really fun stuff. So that's going to be this week that we announce it, and we'll talk about dates and what the things about and everything. Um, and again, top of the show, we talked about my new TEDx talk, "How to Reinvent Public Speaking," is the title on YouTube. It's actually called "How to Organize a TEDx Event and Reinvent Public Speaking." But um, the link is in the show notes. Check it out. Show it some love. Like comment, share with people, please, on YouTube. Um, and uh, Or you could just search George Andriopoulos TEDx and you'll find it. Um, guys, it's been a pleasure. Again, episode 209, another good one. Find us on Monday. That's when we're coming out, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, TuneIn. You know the deal. See you later, guys. Into the black hole. Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.